Well, we should be live and kind of jamming out to a little laid-back tunage this evening. I know the only thing that would make that better is if I had that tunage going like it is in the background and I had my ear pods in mm -hmm. and I was all bundled up and I was on my snowboard just surfing down the side of a mountain. Yeah. You know, you know I've never gone snowboarding or snow skiing for that matter. I need to do that. Yeah. Other other than a hydro slide down Bog Call Dam and other places, but you know, that's not exactly the same thing. I, look, I used to ski, and then after I got on a snowboard, I'll never ski again. It, you know, unless I get old and I can't snowboard anymore. Is that like the difference between being on a pair of skis and being on a whiteboard? Totally different. Totally different. I mean, look, the, the water skiing, I mean, I've slalomed, you know, done the doubles, kneeboarding, all that, and even uh, wakeboarding. Mm -hmm. But none of that compares to snow skiing. I mean, it's like you're floating. It's like mm -hmm. you're floating on air. And mm -hmm. it's not, not all the strain, you know, snowboarding and, and snow skiing. Yeah, well, I'll have to uh, put that on my bucket list to do one of these days. Hey, it looks like uh, Val Baker is here uh greg bell good to see greg oh he's calling out mark smith right out of the gate wow be over there oh there are more see now that i'm gonna throw this comment up here before we before we go to the countdown and all that so greg bell that's a good catch there dude greg bell says evening gents be aware that according to mark smith there are more than one mark smith now do you remember a while ago, I don't know, year, year and a half ago, I said, I think there's more than one Mark Smith because, like, the profile deal changed slightly. Well, if you recall, when we went down that road, we actually came to the conclusion that there were actually three Mark Smiths. Well, we determined that there were three different profiles. Yeah. Well, I think going forward, here's the new rule. We're pretty much going to ignore Mark Smith until Mark Smith wants to come out of hiding. I mean, look, we're doing, we're on the hundred and, well, officially counting 171st show. Actually, we've done about 180, literally 12 days of content. If you started listening from show number one to show now, you could listen for 12 <clears throat> days straight nonstop with the amount of content we put out and we're look we do it all public we're here it's all I, it's all out there i got two things to say about that rex okay. one i can't listen to 12 days of me talking i cannot <laughs> i can't do it i yeah. i think i'd have to off myself i just fair, i would fair point <laughs> listening to myself and, too i would feel the same way and and here's the other thing so what you're saying is, is Mark Smith ought to send us something by proton mail? Uh, well, just like, you know, Mark Smith <laughs> wanted us to get up and speak in front of the city council, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we've discussed that before, but I challenge Mark Smith. As soon as Mark Smith gets up there, we'll get up right, or at least I will. I'll be glad to get up there and speak right behind Mark Smith. Well, there you go, Mark Smith. Yeah. All right, so let me kind of get things situated and organized here. After I had to move the setup for the debate last week, I'm still trying to get everything organized and all my little gadgets plugged back in, right? So hopefully everybody can actually hear me. Yeah, so uh, 
look, a lot of folks commenting. Miss mm -hmm. J, Val Baker again, uh, Bobby Ballou Jr., hello, Holly Cole, Ron Cheatham's in the house, Mike mm -hmm. and Judy Dillingham, Ruth oh. Pope Johnson, hello all, glad y'all are here. And then look, I mean, I'm showing like 70-something folks, and that yeah. ain't 70 people that uh, has commented. Not yet. Y'all let us know that everybody's here and that you can hear us just fine. The audio's good. All right. Um, we've got several topics tonight. We titled the show Malfeasance, and we're going to leave it as a little bit of a mystery for a little while at least, whether that could be Jacobs and the city council. Could it be the Cypress District? And what does the Cypress District have to do with the Sheriff's Department? Could it be Juliana Parks? Hmm. Mm. Interesting. 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 And want to remind everybody that uh, September the 21st, which is this Thursday, we're going to have, originally we were scheduled to have Dodie on and Chris Turner in a debate. Uh, Dodie had some kind of prior commitment or whatever down in, I guess, Baton Rouge or whatever. So it's going to be the Chris Turner show for Thursday evening. So we want to encourage everybody to watch Thursday evening also. Sounds good. Let's go to the break and come back and dig right into it. All right, folks, y'all know the drill. We will be back in just a couple of minutes. We're going to do a countdown and all that kind of good stuff. Get your popcorn, get your favorite beverage, and uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. It's new. A lot of the back office on the politicians that they think walk on water, uh, they would be shocked. You know, there's an old wound from a knife in my back that just is giving me heck lately, and it's just really irritating, so I have to kind of wiggle around a little bit. Well, I, I've not heard my name in stable or Baton Rouge in stable in the same sentence in a long time. And I titled it a shot across the bow of the good old boys. Just, you know, they feel helpless, they don't feel heard, they have nowhere to turn. Some Republicans as well believe that government has the answers. And let me tell y'all something, I don't know anything government does well, nothing. And aren't there laws that say that you have public meetings so that the public can have accountability of their elected officials? They're making a little bit of progress, but I would definitely have to give uh, give the race to Cattle Parish right now. I don't know, is there anybody from Plain Dealing watching, you think? As a member of the media, I'm very concerned about the what I've just heard. Did you or did you not? So for this week, folks, the cockroach of the week, according to Bozier Watch and Duke Lowry and Rex Moncrief, is Raymond Croon's legislative <laughs> assistant, Allie Feaster Smith. Thank you, Allie. Well, I'm not thinking Star Wars at all. I'm thinking <laughs> zombie apocalypse. No way. Okay, it was not okay. You know it wasn't David Montgomery. David okay. ain't gonna jump off in there with Chris. Okay. Do it. He'd soon spit on him as he would even look at him. Man, this is a Mickey D's Krispy Kreme wheat. Didn't you know? Who, who's paying y'all? And if you're driving on the roads, are you safe? Uh, it's in the road, yeah. Well, I know you're on the road, but I mean, is this all folks coming from the border down there? Yeah, we're going to the border. It's actually going to Mexico, the buses. 
doesn't mean they interpret it the same way that I do. For instance, the Second Amendment. I take it very literally. That's been interpreted different ways in the court system all the way up to SCOTUS. Yeah, that's only going to cause more division that he claims he doesn't want to cause. And it's only going to cause more suspicion. We're still right now combined on both pages in YouTube at 264 people watching. That is amazing, folks. Coleman Project, the Walker Place deal, through conscious shocking actions. The purpose of their actions was to stop plaintiffs, being the Ewell Coleman and, and associated groups, not from developing Walker Place. But here's a key thing which in turn would enrich sitting city council members Scott Irwin and David Montgomery Jr. You hit the button? Does that mean that uh, people are like seeing us sitting here talking and well, chatting? In theory, you know, it's an every week thing. We got to double check and make sure it's like a miracle any of this actually works. This Bozier Watch live broadcast is brought to you by the Outdoor News, fishing and outdoors for our area. Acadiana Mortgage, over 25 years in the mortgage business. Pelican Training and Consulting, reach out to Julie Ferris. Transact Card, unleash the power of your spending with Z-Bucks. Contact Renee Hall, Smarter Geek, making technology easier. And the many supporters, donations, and folks sharing information and watching out for Bozier. Now, grab your popcorn and a drink. Here we go. Well, here we go. Here we are. Let me stop this little music. We don't need that in the background anymore. So I was trying to double check on the phone and make sure we're live. My screen's kind of not quite right. So everybody well, let us know if you can hear us fine, see us fine and all that on Facebook. And those of you that are on YouTube, let us know in the comments, please. I'm thinking we got to be live because we're over 80 people, uh, almost 90 folks. So across all the platform, got to be live. Somebody's here somebody's here somebody's watching it's like we say every time it's a miracle anybody ever watches this show of ours hey brian addy checked in davy crockett is in the house uh saw him today and looks like uh jennifer humphreys menard checked in as well so uh you know we've got some more folks checked in let us know and the rest of y'all up, upwards of 90 people that's not 90 people who have let us know you're here <laughs> that's right hey did you not notice? I did notice that. Look at that. Look, I got to I got to show them off. Look, I even we even have an orange one. There we go. Look at that. Oh, well, now I'm wondering would that count as Hunter's orange? I uh, well, I I don't know if it has the required square inches, but it would definitely count towards it anyway, so pretty good looking hat there and uh So for you and I, we probably better wear that in Bozier. <laughs> we we may need to wear it. Of course, that would definitely put a target on us, so I don't know. That could go either way. Maybe we shouldn't wear the bright orange one in Bozier. Oh, look at look at what your wife is holding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. You got the best one out of the first batch. We'll have some more. Oh, coming. yeah. How about that? Yeah. So if anybody's interested in some hats, these are real nice Richardson 112s. I don't like to do the cheap hats. Uh, let us know in the comments or send us a message. And... Uh, we may uh, we may sell a few for you know what they cost us plus a dollar or two or something like that. Well, the there's Jack Harville. Interesting, Jack Harville would chime in on this show because uh, you know we may have a discussion about a race going on in North Bossier Parish for police jury um, that I think he's in. Hmm. Could be interesting, and 
Well, uh, I'm, we got to talk about the Cypress District and the sheriff, and interestingly, that ties in to one of the police jury races. Now, I'm being a little coy about it because uh, some folks were texting trying to figure out what the deal was. Yeah, I, I, I know. But, hey, before we jump off in that, I mean, Rex, did, did y'all realize that as a country we passed a milestone, you know, uh, this week? What milestone would that be? Well, if you'll share my screen, I will tell you. And, you know, I... I I chose to go to this. I mean, look, I like Twitter. I'm sorry. I, I'm 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 not on Facebook hardly anymore. In fact, I don't even go on there a whole lot. I don't know if you'll be able to shape well, me, that up. Maybe let me I see can see if I can do that. Let me do this right there here. There you go. Yeah. And let me it, do And that. I like uh I like Technofrog. If you're on Twitter and, and you follow different people, you ought to follow Technofrog. There's a lot of interesting stuff. They break a lot of stuff and uh Anyway, Technofrog writes, Thomas Jefferson once asked whether one generation of men has a right to bind another. And he says, our political class answered in the affirmative. There will be no inheritance, only anguish. And what, hmm. what is he talking about? What he's talking about, Rex, is that our U.S. debt surpassed $33 trillion this week. Oh, is that all? 33 trillion. Well, what's a few trillion among friends? But I'm wondering, can anybody watching this show, you know, so we're we're getting close to pushing 100 people. I'm wondering if any of y'all can tell me, how does this happen? How do we get to the point where we're pushing $33 trillion in debt? I mean, is it is it all of us? You know, well, there's, a, there's a hundred well, of us here. Surely we can all brainstorm. And, and it, is it us? Did we do it? Well, I mean, honestly, I'll give you my opinion and get on my soapbox for just a minute. But, yeah, it's all of our fault. And, and I'm not saying specifically you or specifically me or, or the folks that are watching. But collectively, it's all our fault because we keep electing these morons and expecting different results. No, it's whoa, like a whoa, whoa, hold up expecting okay. different results right. okay so do you mean when we elect people and the primary goal is to go bring the bacon home i mean is that <laughs> gee that sounds remarkably like pork barrel politics is that you mentioned the bringing the bacon home that's that term that everybody's throwing around here lately well is is that what we're talking about here because we're $33 trillion in debt, and we, we obviously, our primary goal is that we have it in our minds that we're supposed to elect the person who will bring home the bacon better than anybody else. And, and then we scratch our heads and wonder, how does this number get to $33 trillion? Well, and look, Val Baker um, has got a comment that says Bidenomics. Look, you can't just blame it on Biden. This has been building for a long, long, long time. I hate to step on some toes out there, but this is both a Republican and a Democrat, as well as the few independents and, that are out there and, and libertarian. And thing. here you go. I'm, I'm fixing to kill half of our audience, Rex. Uh -oh. I'm fixing to, half, half the people are fixing to drop out of the show right now. I'm fixing to... I'm fixing to make them all mad. Uh-oh. You ready? Go ahead. 
How did Mike Johnson vote on the continuing resolution? Is, is he is he voting to spend more money? It, it, or is he standing with Matt Getz and all of them saying that we should vote on individual items and expenditures? Now, look, Mike walks on water, right? Mike uh -huh. is the the flag bearer of limited government conservatism. I'm just I'm just asking y'all how well, how's Mike how's Mike voting? I, I haven't seen. Look, we can cert place lots of blame on Mike, and and that's fine too. But I, look, I'm gonna step on some toes. Uh, this is also Trump's fault. Trump didn't but, do any better. No, no doubt, no doubt. I ain't gonna disagree with you there at all. But my and, point my point is is. We all have this mindset that we need to elect and we need to support whoever we think can bring home the bacon. That's the right. new, you know, litmus test for a politician is who can bring home the bacon. And we're fixing yeah. to see it in this election uh, cycle right now. And I don't well, know. If first... Somebody explain to me 33 trillion. Y'all, y'all tell me how I'm supposed to vote here. I want to know because I'm not understanding it. Well, I mean, look, there's always the argument that, oh, well, you know, we're going to get taxed anyway, so we, we need to get some of that tax money back. Whether it's going to D.C. first, whether it's filtering through Baton Rouge first, um, it's the now, same basic you're, principle. You're, you're, saying, you're saying we're supposed to be taxed, send it to Washington, D.C., or send it to Baton Rouge, and then we elect the best person to go down there and get our money back? Well, That's the how, way it should be? How about this concept? Because this is what happens, and I'm greatly simplifying this, but how about we send money to Washington and we send it to Baton Rouge, and some of the money goes from Washington back through Baton Rouge, and then if we're lucky, we get it back up here. I got a better freaking idea. How about we don't send jack squat to any of them places? We keep it right here and we take care of ourselves. Screw oh, them. But that would require principled... Uh, or, well, just a set of principles. You would have to vote on principle and stand up on principle and vote no on things just because of principle rather than go along to get along and whose pet project did or didn't get funded. Oh, there you go. Yep. You you said the magic word there, principle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> principle. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. And so we're getting a lot of comments. And, yeah, look, we can certainly blame Mike. We can blame every other politician for that matter. Um, some of them are worse than others. Some of them do bring home the bacon. Some of them don't bring home the bacon. Some of them bring home too much of the bacon. But all I envision when I hear that is pigs at a trough and pork barrel spending. That's what I see. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, there's not much got, more to say about it. I, I got nothing else, guys. We keep. I'm just saying, we keep, you said it. We keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. All right, guys, with new new level here, thirty three trillion. You know, at what point? I mean, obviously, this you know conservative and moderate and liberal this this game that we're playing back and forth, back and forth, the ping pong ball. I mean, it's not working because this right. number just keeps on climbing. It keeps on climbing. I mean. And here well, we are, another election cycle, Rex, another election cycle, and we've got the same thing. The argument is 
who's going to go home and bring home the dollars to to Bozier? Right. It's it's <laughs> it, the exact argument, and I can think of a couple of you know local or state races that that exact argument is front and center. It's front and center, and Bozier City, you got a a ton of debt. You right. got guys that have been there for over twenty years. Techno frog right here, Thomas Jefferson. I mean, look, we're we're going back old school. Whether one generation of men has a right to bind another, because everything that has taken place before everybody watching this show, this is before your life is started, before your lifetimes, mm -hmm. and it's continuing through ours right now as we speak on this show. We are complicit in, you know, binding the next generation. We're doing it right now. All of us, we're doing it. Yeah, I hate to say it, but you're absolutely correct. And it's, look, this is nothing new either. It's not like, oh, this just happened in the last two years because of Biden or even happened during the Obama years or, or happened during the Trump, you know, years. This has been building forever and it just, you know, because they have their own printing press, they can just spend us into oblivion. At some point, you know, I've, I've kind of made a joke about this before, but at some point we're going to have to tell China and Russia and whoever else we owe debt to, to go stick it. No, you freaking missed the plane. Ukraine. Uh, oh, Ukraine. He flew in to get more money this week. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm sure he had to stay here for a couple of days so they could actually print the money to give him the money. And, and, and here we go. If Mike Johnson votes on this continuing resolution, if he votes, he's voting to send more money to Ukraine. Sure. That's in essence what he's doing. I don't know. He may, he may be opposing it. I really, I don't know. But what I can tell you is I saw a list of our congressmen who were opposing the McCarthy, Biden, you know, Ukraine support. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see Mike the conservative walk on water. I didn't see Mike's name on the list. I didn't see it, you know? So as far as I'm concerned, all of y'all out there that carry the flag of MJ, the walk on water conservative, I, I'm sorry guys to disappoint you. And you can, that's not true. No, yeah. That's yeah. Not. He's pro-life, but when it comes to pro debt, uh, or he is pro debt, but pro anti debt, no, I mean, send it to Ukraine yeah. and don't give me this crap. I don't want to hear. We got to go along to get along. I don't want to hear that crap because right. if you say that you're saying one generation of men has a right to bind another, you own that. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Okay. Uh, let's see what else. I, this is kind of off the cuff here. So, uh, Marie Arnold, says plain dealing still waiting on that rural area gumbo money that was passed how many years ago all we hear is it's coming that way i call bs speaking of plain dealing now this is totally off the subject to what we were just discussing did you see the bear in plain dealing whoa wait a minute what i was in plain dealing all day today yeah, no, there are pictures and video of this bear. First, people thought that it was fake. It was in the Plain Dealing, uh, what's that Facebook group we were in, or we're still in, Plain Dealing Town Talk or Plain Dealing Talk or whatever. Anyway. you got to be kidding me. No, I'm serious. you telling so, me I was uh, up there about to get ate by a bear? Yep, the bears have made it all the way to Plain Dealing. 
Holy crap. So they're closing in on us. So anyway, uh, just just so you're aware when you're, you know, tromping through the woods up there that, uh, you know, Smokey the Bear may be uh, trying to help the firefighters. They're you know. down there eating crawfish. I'm yeah, going to have to of this. Better keep an eye out for them. All right. So <laughs> where shall we go from here? Folks, this is kind of one of those shows where we, we've got some notes and some things that we definitely want to talk about, but we're not really sure what order we're going to talk about them. So we're kind of winging it. Okay, I am I am all distraught. So if anybody has a link to pictures of this bear in plain dealing, I mean, I'm off my game now. You got to send that to me. I mean, that's... look at look in plain dealing talk. It's in there, uh, and not just video. There are pictures. Uh, are are um, uh, what you call it? Hold on, let me let me change over. Bear with us just a second, folks. Uh, there's video of them. Uh, let's see. Scro- oh, here we go. We'll do this real quick. There you go. Good grief, you're telling me this was in plain dealing. I'm telling you it was in plain dealing. And again, they did post video of it, so it's not like she went and stole the picture. And, and folks knew approximately where the video was taken too. so, yeah. Uh, man, that is awesome. I, I got to tell you, um, <laughs> Greg Bell, bear with us, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bear with us, folks. We're trying to figure out the show and stuff to talk about now, seriously. Oh, there's uh, lots buried in plain dealing with and bear bear food up there, no doubt. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I mean, totally off the cuff, but I was just thinking about that when I saw the comment about plain dealing. And there's been a few shenanigans other than the bear sightings in plain dealing that we might need to look into in the next few weeks. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So where are we going now? Are we going to Ivan? Uh, we we've been to plain dealing, Rocky Mount. Are we going to Bozier City? Are we going to Halton? I mean, I look, I hear, I hear on the door, Rex, I hear on the door of the Halton City Hall that there's potentially some political activities happening at the town hall of Halton. What could be going on there? Did the, Speaking of doors, did Barksdale drop another door off of B-52 or what? Well, I mean, I'm just thinking that they're they're taking a cue off of Bozier City, and Bozier City can, you know, cut corners on the law, and Bozier Parish and the police jury, if they can cut corners on the law, I mean, hell, this is Halton. Why can't we do it too? Yeah. Well, I what? I hear I hear they're posting political stuff outside the city hall, you know, there um, in that uh, state representative race out there pertaining to it. Oh, like they're endorsing or or quasi endorsing a candidate well, posting no, stuff. I, I didn't I didn't say endorsing. Okay. I didn't okay. say that. I mean, okay. I was told that they're posting information out there to hmm. paint a picture. Hmm. I, or, or you know, I don't know. I just something come through and hmm. Hmm. If somebody's got some pictures that they would send to us, I mean, we'll put it up here and we'll talk about it. I mean, but so I guess the key word to use here is allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, that's that phrase that we need to use as, uh, you know, amateur journalists and pundits that we are. Allegedly. See, that's how am- sources that's how am- say. That's how amateur I am. I couldn't even remember the stinking word. Right. So the, the, the fact that I had a public education, doesn't that get us somewhere? Well, it gets us a little bit. I mean... Let's see. You went to school in Haunton. I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about Haunton because I'm graduated from Ruston High, but I like folks in Haunton too. 
Yeah, but everybody from Bozier said we were the hicks from the sticks. Well, you know, we we never denied being hicks or rednecks or whatever you want to call us. Sure. Surely that counts for something in a court of law. But anyway. All right. So we've got some commentary going uh, about Vince Maggio and Jeffrey and blah, 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 and all that. Shall we, shall we get Jacobs and the city council out of the way? Shall we go down that path road and Katie Bell and all that sort of thing? Let's go down that road. Look, we, we may have some people that may not be up to speed, so we can kind of take some shots to fast forward them up to speed. But yeah, let's do it. Okay, so let's see where we want to start this. Um, let's let me go back here. Bear with me. Bear with me. Now I got bears on the mind. So let me go to this Bozier. So I'm doing this behind the scenes. So give me just a second. So I'm going to go to the August first city council meeting, and we're going to queue up a comment here. Now let me see if I can click a few buttons. Yep, that'll work. That'll work. That'll work. Okay. So we're going back in time to the August the 1st Bossier City Council meeting. And I'm going to cue us up to this position right here. And, well, there's Mr. Infamous himself, Wes Marriott. But I want you to hear this exchange again, and that will lead into what we're going to talk about as far as Katie Bell again this week. So here we go. Let's listen for just a minute or so. The city attorney assured us that the chosen attorney would be unbiased and unaffiliated. However, multiple reports indicate a prior relationship between Ms. Katie Bell and Mr. Montgomery. Was this deception or incompetence? Either I'll way, tell you right now, either sir. Either way, the All trust right, we place in our officials Mr. has Free, been would you please? I don't yield my time, sir. You will yield your time. It's got to be specific to the item on the agenda. Yes, and I would like to make that point, sir, in accordance we'll with Resolution point, 56 of 2021, Mr. President. Please get the point. Mr. Free, I'll yes, request that you All allow right. Mr. Jacobs to respond. Here we go. I don't know where these reports have come from. I don't know what reports that you speak of. Ms. Bell has previously, on behalf of the city, represented the MPC in previous litigation that the city has been engaged in. She has never represented any member of the city council, let alone Mr. Montgomery, in any kind, in its personal capacity, in any sort of lawsuit whatsoever. All right. Notice that he, that Jacob says, personally, words matter. All right. Now, Wes said had a relationship with. Wes didn't say anything about personal lawsuits. But notice there, and Jacobs has done this at more than one meeting when this issue has come up. All right. Okay. So in that context, and, and we've heard this ad nauseum, that we've shown that Katie Bell absolutely was present in the deposition with Montgomery. They claim Wes is lying, and by you know extension, we're lying, and all of this is fake, right? Is that would pretty much everybody agree to that in the comments? Let us know you agree. They're I, saying I, we're lying. You know what? I just had an epiphany. Okay, what's your epiphany? I think. Wes is daydreaming about death by Zamboni. He's trying his damnedest, didn't he? I think he's envisioning it. He, I mean, I think that is his wish. I think he's dreaming about dying by death by Zamboni. I think I think he is. <laughs> maybe so. I didn't even think of it that way, but uh, maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm sorry. Carry on. Go ahead. 
Okay, so let me get to the right deal and let me get the screen showing. All right, so we sent in a request back on July the 19th, all right, all the way back on the 19th for the invoices for legal services provided to the city of Bossier and the city council of Bossier in the case of Ewell Coleman, blah, 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 Antique Parkway versus, versus Bossier City and Parish. Uh, MPC, the Office of Permits and Inspections for the City of Bossier, and the City Council of Bossier City by attorney Katie Bell or the firm to which she worked for on or blah, blah, blah. In other words, how much did y'all pay her? Show, show us the money, right? Any guess? Uh, and if you watch City Council meetings this afternoon or you were there, you probably already know this. But any guess how much that amount was, Duke? Um, million dollars. Oh, well, may as well be. If you round up, it would pretty much make it. So let me drag this one over here. You know what's interesting? I had that that request. What was the date on that request? It was so long ago. July, had, July the 19th. And Jacobs requested 30 days to produce this information. I had forgotten I why about that. it. Yeah, I, I wonder why I did about that. It. Yeah. <laughs> and lo and behold, this happened to show up. Now, right here, you can see at the top. This is legal fees of Katie D. Bell. So unless they've got their own Katie Bell. Yule Coleman versus Bossier City. All right, this is what Jacob sent to us. We are not making these numbers up. Okay. Total build hours, grand total, 3,428.5 hours at a billing rate uh, well, I guess that may be the average of 209.56 total amount billed six hundred eighty-four thousand eight hundred sixty-five dollars and eighty-eight cents. You're all you're close, Duke. I mean, you said a million. I guess if you round up, it's close enough. Thirty-four hundred hour billable hours, folks, from Katie Bell. But Wait she's unbiased. You she has no relationship at all. She's unbiased, even though the city paid her six hundred eighty-four thousand dollars. Three, wait a minute. I want, wait a minute. 3,428 hours? Yeah, that's a lot of hours. Wait a minute. I mean, I, many, I didn't do the hours, math to see how many years that was or how, how many, many days. How many hours of this show have we done? And you calculated that up? Yeah, uh, well, we've done 12 days, so it's like 20. I don't know, 2,400 hours. Let, let's do some quick math. So that's, let me get my calculator up here. Hold on just a second here. You, you've got me wondering now. I should have done this before the show, but folks, y'all bear with me for a second, or if you got your calculators, run it for me. All right, so 3,428 uh, hours. Yeah, you, hours. Work the, you work the numbers here, but what I'm trying to determine here is this is unaffiliated that's, with Bozier City, has unbiased, unconnected, no relationship to Bozier, nothing whatsoever. She, right. you know. That's... 142.83 days. Actually, a little more than that because I didn't put in the half a half a build hour there. 142 days. Well, damn. Did she have an office in the mayor's office? I guess. I, look, we're just reporting on the information that Jacob sent us. We are not making this up. This is what he sent us. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lot of money. And West Maryland says 2,080 hours is a working year. 
She's, uh, let's see, uh, Ryan Haygood. She spent a year and a half of 40-hour work weeks, but no relationship. No. Unbiased at all. And, you know, uh, kudos out to Wes for mentioning that today in his comments at the city council meeting. What do you think of those apples, Mr. Lowry? I mean, good gosh, I should have went to law school. I mean, mm. look. I mean, all these lawyers, they're milking it. Jacobs is milking it down at Bossier City. Katie Bell, she's milking it down there, too. I mean, Juliana's milking it at the sheriff's office and the police jury. Oh, I mean, you mentioned Juliana. Hmm. Good, Interesting. good grief. I mean, hell, right. Juli Juliana would probably trade everything in to get this 3428 She She would jump at the opportunity for that. So, so Wes said during that meeting, and I'm quoting, However, multiple reports indicate a prior relationship between Miss Katie Bell and Mr. Montgomery. Was this deception or incompetence? So let's pose that question to our viewers. Point of order. Point of order. Oh, dang. You shut me I down. Mean, You're trampling on my First Amendment rights, Duke. Isn't that being boisterous? It what, is. What? Might get us he, thrown out. Are you going to send the marshals down here to Bozier? Was, was he not that? That was some boisterous. Where was King David or the Queen? Hey, we'll get into the uh, today's meeting here in just a few minutes. Did, but did you notice that the city council itself was relatively quiet while everybody was commenting? Well, I, I did. We got to talk. We got to talk some more about that because of this witch hunt and the attorney general stepping in. It's gotten interesting down there. Even Davy Crockett cut his comments off short because he was like, you know, I, I don't want to be accused of going over my time. Everybody was being nice. I know. I that. Thanks, Phyllis, by the way. I don't get it. <sighs> well, all right. So y'all answer the question for us and for Wes. Um, deception or incompetence or combination of all of it? What do y'all think? What do y'all well, think? 3,428.5. Well, billable hours and that's just between 2009 and 2012. I, I think you need to play the comments off a of restream. I think you need to play Weston's comment from beginning to end and I, I think it's a badge of honor for Queen David. He has reached a the pinnacle of his career where he can control himself. I mean uh, he, he didn't say a word. Uh, yeah, you're talking about uh, today's comments. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let me jump over to behind the scenes real quick. Let me jump over. Today is the 19th. Let me uh, switch screens here. So we'll do that and that. Yeah. Let's just jump on off into this. Um, all right. So first, well, first up will be Wes. Uh, it's the Wes Marriott show again. <laughs> so here we go. This was, um, oh, this was on the minute. So they're, they're may, uh, they had a motion on the floor for approving the minutes from last week's meeting, right? Yeah, okay. prior meeting, two weeks ago yeah. or whatever. Well, I mean, are you talking about the meeting after the meeting, or are you talking about the meeting where they were on video? Well, that's a good question, and let's let Wes kind of address it in his commentary here. That's that's a good question. Here we go. West Marriott, Sobo Live 4, 330 Panther Drive, Suite 212. Good afternoon, Mr. President. A motion needs to be made to amend the minutes of the September 5th meeting. On September 5th, this council voted 5-2 to give Charles Jacobs the authority to pursue legal action against the registrar of voters. 
I made the case that this action was a waste of time, and I reiterated instead of taking action, this council was again doing everything but its obligation under the city charter. For the third time in four meetings, I was interrupted during my comments. At no point did I shout or use obscene language. However, in the minutes recorded for the September 5th meeting, my comments were deemed disruptive. The use of this language causes me to pause and question if this body understands the definition of the word disruptive. As defined by the Oxford Dictionary, disruption is a disturbance or a problem which interrupts an event, activity, or process. On August 1st, August 15th, and most recently on September 5th, I have been interrupted while reading my prepared comments. These comments were not boisterous, slanderous, or impertinent. However, they were criticisms of council practices and proposed courses of actions. The only disruptive actions on September 5th were by the repeated interruptions by Mr. Montgomery and Mr. Free. Had these council members held their tongue and accepted the public criticism offered by the speaker, then I would have finished my comments and departed in about three minutes. However, having to stop and address the interruptions and defend my constitutional right to question, petition, and comment on government affairs repeatedly caused a disturbance, which interrupted my planned activity. Again, by definition, the only disruption on September 5th was caused by Mr. Montgomery and Mr. Free, and I demand the minutes be amended to reflect that it's not disruptive to calmly speak and challenge the actions of this council. I find the repeated and flagrant violations of the city charter, the backroom meetings caught on tape, and the complete disregard for the public certified petition to be far more disruptive than the statements that I made. Lastly, I would like to close with the final clarification on the subject matter that seems to be the fulcrum on which free speech hinges in these chambers. Every time I mention this fact, I am interrupted by this council and called a liar by Mr. Jacobs. It's time to make it abundantly clear for everyone in this room and everyone watching these proceedings in posterity one thing. On July 18th, Mr. Jacobs stated that his opinion on term limits would be recommend a second opinion from an outside council who is out of town and unconnected to anyone in the city. That attorney was Katie Bell, and she is in fact heavily connected to the city of Bossier. That statement by Mr. Jacobs was 100% false when he said it. Katie Bell has previously represented the city and the MPC 11 years ago, personally billing Bossier City $684,865. Her law Drop firm, Keen Miller, is still regularly contracted by the city and has been paid thousands of dollars even into 2023. Ms. Bell personally appeared with Councilman Montgomery in a deposition defending him and making objections on his behalf. To say that Katie Bell is unconnected to the city or anyone in the city is an outright lie. And unlike Mr. Jacobs, I can prove everything I just said. If the city attorney has lied to the council and to the public about the conflict of interest with Ms. Bell and Katie Bell, and I'll finish just momentarily. Wrap it up. If he's lied about Katie Bell and her opinion formed the basis for the action of this council pertaining to term limits, how can we trust anything that is produced by this body? Dissent is not disruption, and disagreement is not a disturbance. Mr. President, please rein in your colleagues and amend the minutes. Do not approve these minutes as written. Thank you. Okay. A lot, I got, lot to unpack there. I got something to say here, and it's, it's eating at me. Now, I, I noticed that Wes there, you know, he, he, he did good. He did good. But mm -hmm. he obviously, he made a mistake there. Uh-oh. But, okay, call him out. We, he we fails, don't let anybody slide. Nobody slides here. He fails to recognize history. And I just want to know where in the hell does he get off quoting the Oxford Dictionary? Look, we fought a war <laughs> against the Brits. I mean, Webson Marriott. Miriam, can't you use a damn American Dictionary? Why you got to use a damn British Dictionary? I, I don't get it. That's funny. I guess we're all... 
at our roots, Brit. Well, no, well, no, we're not all British. I mean, because we're from I all mean, kinds of countries. I, so, I mean, look, this is Bozier, right? I mean, they, they ain't nobody from Britain and Bozier. You, why are you quoting Oxford? I mean, it's like using the Encyclopedia Britannica. I don't know. I mean, anyway. good grief. Use something American here. But anyway, okay. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> good job, Wes. Wes says, my bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Use better sources next time, Wes. All right. So. But everything else was good. I got, you know, I mean. I didn't hear anything from Montgomery. I didn't hear anything from Jacobs. They didn't interrupt him one time, even when he literally called Jacobs a liar. Look, you know damn good and well David was giving the stink eye to somebody. I mean, I wish the camera would have been, if we'd have been there, you know, we just saw it. But he was giving the stink eye to somebody. Had to have been. Oh, had to have been. And look, there's a marshal up there. And who was it in the comments said he could have sworn the marshal clapped <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. So... Let's go on and, and let's go through some of the rest of the comments and we'll, we'll make our way through the meeting and then we'll switch to the attorney general information that was sent to the city council that may explain why uh, they were actually following open meetings procedures a little yeah. better today. Okay. Okay. Right. I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Let's try it. All right. So let's, let's jump ahead to the uh, Colonel Crockett. So here we go. Crockett, oh. uh, David Crockett, 653 Dumaine Drive, Bozier City, Louisiana. Oh, I've heard um, that before. He says Mr. the same President, thing. Thank over you over for letting me speak. Yeah. Uh, last council meeting was about change through term limits. It's about what, what the whole meeting encompassed. The events before, during, and after the meeting are the exact reason that Bozier City is waking up to the need for term limits. Bozier City Council is now alleged to have committed up to three open meeting violations, and I have a copy for anybody who wants it. Those are related to uh, public interest in this event and an attempt possibly to dampen that interest. I have great respect for the councilmen who are joining our efforts, and Mayor, thank you for putting this on the agenda. But uh, also for the person who recorded the meeting that went, in went on in council chambers and then shared it because that's what's necessary to hold democracy to the test. The real test for our council is how will you react to the growing pressure from the public that wants term limits now for the existing councilmen who've served many, many terms. Mr. President, I served in the Air Force for 30 years because I believe in free speech. I carried my pocket constitution on each and every combat mission. I read it during the arduous 19 to 20 hour combat missions. I believe you know, in democracy, but All what right. you're oh, seeing well, is that me, the voters. Stop for a second. Okay, stop for a second. Did you did y'all hear what the man just said? Well, uh, I think he just said his pocket constitution. That's that's what I called out of that through yeah, the but, through the earpiece. But he, but he, what he was uh, the overriding thing that he's talking about is his purpose and his service when when he right. served in the military and what he served for. He was talking about why he did it. He he was serving the Constitution. Yeah, and to, part to, of that is, you know, the right to free speech. This to, guy. Uh, to protect the Constitution. I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah, and, and this guy is being ridiculed by the people who are opposing the will of the people who they are there 
because of the people. They're enabled by the people. And they're th this guy served and they're ridiculing him because he's repetitive, you know, or in their opinion. Well, look, look, if it's like dealing with small children, you have to keep telling them over and over and over and, you know, maybe even smack them around or swat them a little bit. Let's let's say that politically correct these days, maybe even, um, you know, uh, swat them a little bit as it, the saying goes. But you have to keep repeating yourself till they get the message dealing with the city council or at least all of them, but two is much like dealing with small children. You just have to keep repeating yourself till they finally get the message. Okay. I'm fixing to offend you woke folks out there. <clears throat> Rex at some point though, you got to put the leather on the rear portion of their torso to make them understand. Oh, I would agree, but you got to be careful. Look, did you see, uh, I'm getting off on a tangent here for a second, but did you see the principal over in East Texas that was arrested for assault for corporal punishment of a student with the mother present and everybody had signed off of on it and they had a teacher present and each lick, the girl got three licks, each lick, the girl, the principal asked the girl, do you want to do detention or do you want to continue on? <laughs> and the girl said, continue on. The mother was present and they decided, oh my goodness, getting paddled actually hurts. And so it left some bruises. Two days later, they arrested him for assault or whatever the charges were. You got to be careful. It's not like when we were raised, Duke. See, that is what is wrong with the world today. You, you people, that gum. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, it worked for a lot of us. <laughs> well, not anymore. And, and you can see by our city count. All right, let's continue on. Don't fly combat mi missions that they see now, and you should see that your citizens want free and open debate. Any attempt to restrict our comment periods by elected and unelected officials will be opposed by the public. This community and its, uh, this entire parish wants term limits now. Since the last meeting, the Attorney General agreed with our position in his September 8th letter. He said, once a petition is tendered in, uh, by the registrar, she is required to certify the peti petitions pursuant to LARS 183D, which involves ensuring that the person who signed the petition are registered electors in the jurisdiction. Her three criteria to certify the signature was one, affix your signature and address in which they are registered, verify the signature, and that the name appears on the registrar's roll of voters. A very simple process. It seems like, though, that this council wants to impose limits that are not in a very clear, clearly represented in the city charter, what the petition requires. As we have said, the registrar fulfilled her statutory responsibilities and she has no authority to decertify the petition. What is sad to say is that the petition, or whether we didn't even do a petition, you could vote today to put the two propositions on the ballot, but ding, you ding, continue ding, ding, to ding. oppose it. It warrants repeating, 
Bossier City is continuing to put roadblocks in, in front of our petition. Uh, I have updates on the petition. I'll cut it off now because I don't want to be accused of going over my time. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the best line of the whole afternoon. Oh, that's awesome. Did, but Throwing a little shade at Phyllis. But hey, did, did he say robots? Did he say robots? It sounded like he said they continue to put robots in uh, our way. Uh, roadblocks. You oh, know, okay. Roadblocks, robots, same thing. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Hey, hey, uh, did you know that there is a breaking news update? They found the F-35. Oh, finally. They, they did. Did y'all hear about that? Well, first, everybody has to know that they lost an F-35 for a long time, like something like 24 or 36 hours. Well, who, you know what, was, maybe. You who know was what, maybe. the state rep that said uh, they knew the F-35 was a stealth fighter, <laughs> but this is getting ridiculous? Well, you, you know what made me think about it? What made me What's think that? about it was a colonel talking about, you know, planes and stuff right here in his speech uh, and, yeah. and the Constitution and all that. And if you share my screen, you'll just see what I'm talking about. But they found it. Well, look, the Marines lost an F-35. At least the only thing the Air Force lost was parts off of the B-52. That, that's right. That's right. But that happens. That happens on a regular basis. I, I know farmers that have found other parts over the years. That ain't no big thing. Things. I mean, we're flying a hundred-year-old freaking plane. I mean, you expect something to fall off at a hundred years. Yeah, but, not a you know hundred million or two hundred million dollar F thirty-five. And I, they still haven't said why the pilot ejected. There was something that went on in the cockpit. Oh, there's and something. he ejected. There's something went on in the cockpit, all right. And if you share my screen, I mean, was there a was there a spider in the cockpit or what? I don't know. Something <laughs> that pilot had to get the hell out of that plane. Whatever me, it was, oh, he had to get me out. Share Duke's screen. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he, he had to get up out of that camp. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'd probably punch out too. Yeah, no kidding. I, I had no idea. I, you know, that's worth punching out of a $200 million aircraft. <laughs> wow. Okay. See, y'all didn't know what y'all were getting into tonight when y'all decided to watch our show, did you? <laughs> we discussed assault, <laughs> Hunter Biden and an F, losing an F-35. I mean, what's next? Uh, I have no idea. A, ba so a bear in plain dealing? What's next? I had no idea. I was being hunted by a bear in plain dealing today. And didn't I'd even known. know it. Yeah. I mean, whew. <clears throat> I would have had right. my, I would have had my arm out of its holster rather than in its holster today. If I'd have known that. Yeah. I, I will say this and then we can move on, but uh, do you know how fast black bears really are? Not I'll as tell, fast as freaking me. I can I'll tell, tell you that. I'll, I'll tell <laughs> a quick story. So we had gone out to the Whittington Center, one of the NRA's places out in uh, uh, Raton, New Mexico. Make a long story short, there's course bears out there. Well, the where we were staying on the Whittington Center is like 35 square miles. And, you know, they got black bears. They got mountain lions all out there. But anyway, so if you have a black bear come in or come close to the camp, they want you to let the park rangers know because they'll get in the trash and all that. Anyway, so this bear 
came into our camp or real close to it and climbed the cedar tree. Now, I'm not talking about a cedar tree with a couple of limbs. I'm talking about full-blown cedar tree. This bear went up it like there weren't any limbs on it. And wow. so the, the ranger uh, pulls up there and he gets out his shotgun with the rubber bullets. And he's like, look, you got a pistol on you? I was like, yeah, I got my, uh, I think I had my nine on me or my 45. I can't remember. He's like, well, just get ready just in case. He said, this usually scares him off, but he's close enough because he was like 15 yards from us. I said, okay. He goes, all right, I'm, I'm going to shoot. So just get ready. He hit. <laughs> that black bear in the top of that little cedar tree with that rubber bullet out of the 12 gauge and that bear turned around and he was pissed and he came down from that tree so fast there is no way i could have drawn my pistol and shot that bear there's just no way he was that fast and hit the ground and stood up and was looking at us like is that all y'all got no oh, wow and and I'm sitting there like, oh, I didn't know where to move or not. And and then he took off. So anyway, that's my bear story. They're incredibly fast up and down trees. Anyway, all right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one damn thing. If a bear gets after me and gives me that look, I mean, Forrest Gump ain't got nothing on me. Be like the mountain lion that they found in Bozier years ago that was up in the tree. Wildlife Fisheries had to shoot it. Remember that story? It's not a story. I mean, you can look it up. There's what, news coverage. Wasn't that in Bozier City? Yeah. It was up I in think a tree. I was, so, some folks I, thought it was a cat in the tree and called the fire department. I think I was still working back then. You may have been. This was in 06. Yeah, uh, I was there. I, I, I was remember. at the fire department in Bozier. I'm happened. guessing, but I it was wild. That. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. And the cops showed up, Bozier PD showed up, and basically like, uh, that's not a house cat. So they called the wildlife and fisheries, and they tried to trank it, but he wasn't having any of that, so they end up having to kill it. But there are no mountain lions in the state of Louisiana. Hey, but there so, was that one. So everybody, somebody in the comments, they put, uh, and like we're, we're way off squirrel, right, squirreling here. Right. Um, <laughs> so somebody put, uh, so what about the term limits thing? Um, oh. uh, it may have been Larry Hawkins. Um, anyway, yeah, he, he said something. So what, what became of it? And, um, Basically, they uh, tie vote. Uh, Vince Maggio actually voted for it, which blows my mind. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I've got Vince, uh, Vince voted for it. So yeah, I've, the, got, I've the, got the vote here. We'll we'll pull it up here in a second. Okay. Well, did All right. the the million dollar question here is is why did Vince vote for it? Was it because he knew? that it would be a three to three tie, which would be a failing vote because Jeffrey wasn't present. Is that why he voted for it? So that he could say, so that he could say when he ran for mayor that, Oh, I voted for it. Yeah. I voted for it. It's all in the wording. Well, all right. So that's jumping ahead a little bit. I want to listen to, um, Alice Boyer's comment, she pulled out an organization chart. So let's switch back over and we'll get to that vote. All right, here we go. And I happened to come across this organization chart that Heard McElroy and Vestal put out. Your certified public accountants. I don't know if y'all want to decertify that also, but I <laughs> want to say that nobody on this 
Diaz Rodriguez is at the top of this organization <laughs> chart. Nobody. Who's at the top? I, unless y'all are this not familiar, but it's just citizens folks. are at the top of this organization chart. And somehow, awesome. we're the ones being put down for what we want. Seems to be there's a self-serving lack of moral conscience up here. You know, y'all have been given the privilege to, you know, benefit a multitude of people. But that doesn't seem to be what is occurring. It's not. Thank Good. you. Good points. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to go through um, all of the comments, but we did have an interesting point. I'll, I'll, let's get uh, Hammonds in there for a second. Uh, yeah, Mr. President, I, I would just ask that today we, we, we vote and move this forward. We're, we're going on months now with this. Um, the, the, the citizens have spoken. They continue to speak. We're sitting in this seats because of the citizens that we represent. Um, they're not going to decertify the, the petition. That's what everything was about. The Attorney General has given his opinion on it, wavered in. Uh, I'm just, uh, it's time to move on. We, we've got so much more stuff to do in the city of Bossier. So many more things to spend money on in the city of Bossier that are for the goodwill of the people. Did he just yeah, bait, I caught that. Did, did he just bait David Montgomery? Yeah, <laughs> I caught that. Maybe did, maybe they can try to get some more tennis courts up on the agenda. My earpieces are not staying in my ears tonight. Okay. I mean, he's more of a politician than I thought. He's sitting there late throwing a carrot out to David Montgomery. Yeah, we got more money to spend, more debt per capita, you know. All right, here we go. <laughs> that we, we need to move on past this and get on down the road and let the citizens have their vote. Yeah. there any other comment? Uh, I do have a question for Mr. Jacobs. This is good. Uh, or this is important. I guess it was two weeks ago we voted five to two for not only asking Ms. Agee to decertify, but also for a declaratory judgment. Correct. Given the results of her legal counsel responding, is the city planning on moving forward with that legal action? I am in the process of drafting the petition for declaratory judgment. It should be ready in approximately 10 days to two weeks to be filed, okay. as per the resolution passed at the prior meeting by the city council. Okay. So, And we don't have to hire any outside. You're handling that yourself. I am. Okay. Well, oh. so well. it's going to take you know a couple of weeks to do it. Damn it, Wes, if you would quit doing so many public information requests, it wouldn't take Jacob so long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do y'all not understand that you are cutting into his time uh, in Benton on his private practice? Do y'all right. y'all not under, all, everybody understand that? I mean, you you're putting a a hitch in his giddy up there. But Rex, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. It's taking him two weeks to draft a request for a declaratory judgment on. I mean, look, we had freaking attorneys send us within a day right out of the gate uh, petitions for a declaratory judgment, like the day the council first thumbed their nose at all this. You're telling me it's going to take him two weeks? Well, and not just that, term limits have dominated the city council meetings for two months now. That It was July the 10th. When that was turned in to Tommy. Yeah. 
Yeah, hello, council members. It's going to take him two weeks to draft this. That ought to tell you something stinks there. But, oh, wait a minute. That's assuming that you have the mind or brain to consider that you're being let. Oh, wait a minute. No, you're complicit in it. You want to be led down the Primrose Road. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you're, 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 Here, you're, here's something a little foretelling. Weston says he's spending a lot of time defending against AG complaints and Supreme Court disciplinary board investigations. Hmm. Dang it, Wes. You're costing us time again. Yeah, so and in case all of y'all, I mean, to the 130 pushing, 130 to 140 people, I mean, the number changes a little bit. Look, we are glad you are all here and uh, <clears throat> we appreciate your time. But this is the original plan of David Montgomery, you know, of Vince Maggio, Jeff Darby, and Bubba Williams. And it is to drag sure. this thing out to deny the citizens of Bozier, you know, their their right to deny it. That that's the whole plan is to drag it out and forego it as long as possible. Sure. So, look, we uh, let me say, and I've said this before, but we had no aspirations when we started all this term limits business, and and you know the the Bozier RPEC, you know voted to support it and all that kind of stuff. We had no aspirations that, oh, we were going to get this petition done and hand it to them and they were just going to roll over and vote themselves and allow themselves to be voted out. We had no aspirations of that. Part of the goal was to give them all the proverbial rope that they needed and let them, you know, I hate to say it, but let them keep dragging it out. I mean, obviously the goal is... We want it on the ballot because we know everybody, you know, or 70 to 80% of folks will approve it. But if they want to continue down this other long and painful and slow death route, political death route, go right ahead. Feel free. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is if, if their style of government, if, you know, King David or Queen David, whichever one you choose. I, I mean, I'm torn here, whether it's queen or king, but if that style of government is the style of government that you support and you approve of, I mean, look, I, I would be willing to bet I could probably off the top of my head without seeing any campaign finance reports, I could probably tell you where those donations were made. But if that style of government where, you know, certain people are picking the winners and losers, all you'd have to do is go do a campaign finance report search of, you know, one, one David Montgomery, and you would see who to support and who to oppose. I, I think that would be telling. But my, my point is, is these guys, they don't want to let go of the power. There's a reason they want to control things. There's a reason that they want to, continue to steer government in Bozier, and it's not to the greater benefit. And I think, Rex, next show, we have countless stories of citizens who are <clears throat> finding themselves with egregious treatment, you know, uh, in Bozier Parish, mm -hmm. and that we're going to bring them on the show. 
and we're going to let them tell their story. We're not making this up. If y'all all think, if, if you support the status quo, if you support these politicians who are out for themselves, who are, you know, I'm not going to talk about my friends and my buddies and all this crap. I mean, if you're going to continue to go down that road, then you probably don't need to watch this because uh, your feelings are going to be hurt. But there are other people of this parish that are suffering as a result of these people patting each other on the back. And, right. and there, th there's a pattern to it. There is. Um, so kind of switching gears just a little bit. I want to go ahead and pull up the BossierTermLimits.com website. That's BossierTermLimits.com. Most of you folks already know where it is. So we put up this sign-up form the other day. So if you go to the website, the green button is sign up to help. The red button is sign the digital petition if you support term limits for the police jury. Um, there's a place to check off to help if you sign that one. But if you want to just help in some way, uh, click there, sign up to help. You'll get this form that populates, fill in your stuff. It's got a little place to sign, or you can actually just type your name in there and hit submit. And that'll send it, send the information to us as part of the coalition. And we'll get everybody coordinated. We mentioned this, I think last show or show before last, but anyway, we'll start getting everybody coordinated pretty quick because I don't want to reveal too much, but Let's just say that uh, the city council might get more than they bargained for this time. Yeah, and if I could add to that a little bit, Rex, I want to put my two cents in there. Of you know, of course I do. Well, so, sure. look, guys, the last petition. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it this way. I'm gonna be nice this time. I'm not. I, I mean, I was a little. I'm going to tell you that I was mad the last time because I was mad at the lack of uh, volunteers and the lack of help because arguably, and I can spit, I can probably spit the numbers off the top of my head, you know, of the most signatures collected. And I'm going to say this, and I don't think I'm going to offend nobody by saying this, but I think in the order of signatures as they were gathered was, uh, Colonel Davy Crockett was the high achiever without a shadow of a doubt, and he deserves a hat tip from the citizens of Bozier. He got the most signatures. Second was, I'm going to say it was me. Um, oh, third, third, Ryan Haygood. Ryan Haygood stepped up and got out there and did it to it. Yeah. And the fourth most was my lovely bride. She, ah, yes. she got out there and right. the fifth most was you. Ah, well, that's not saying much because I literally yep. only helped one afternoon or one evening. Number six, John Burns, John Burns from Halton. He got up and worked his butt off and he did it. I mean, right. and after that was Barry Butler. I mean, you know, look, there was a lot of people that, that, threw in and got a few votes here and there. But the thing is, is this is our government. There's in Bossier City. It it sets the stage for all of the parish. Bossier City is is like, I mean, it's the biggest city in the parish. You folks have got to step up. This is your chance. A few people, a handful of people showed you that you can make a difference. Right. And if you want to put an exclamation point 
on this whole thing, volunteer and step up. Give us one evening and go knock on doors. I mean, we we had it down to we identified that you could get 25 signatures every evening. Right. You could. Yes, David Crockett. I'm sorry. Shane, Shane Cheatham. Yeah. Shane Cheatham did. He got signatures. But my my overriding point is, folks, you can you can make a difference. You volunteer for this, you step up and own this. And you can say, one day you're gonna be able to say, you know what? I was a part of that. I was a part. And and if the council, if they don't want to change just term limits, you know what? Let's all come together. Let's change the whole freaking charter. Yeah. If they've had 20 something years to do it, we as citizens, we can change it within a year. We can right. force them. They, yeah. they, they don't have no choice. They're going to lose in court. They got no choice but to, but to do this. Yeah. All right. So go to the BossierTermLimits.com website, click the green sign up. Put your information in. A lot of you already have, and so uh, we've been really pleased with the response so far. The more help, the merrier. Send your information in, and then we will reach back out to you either via email or you know phone or text or whatever, and we're going to be coordinating that very soon, so go ahead and sign up. Now, I would also be remiss if I didn't, because this question has come up more than one show, so I'll go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Who ran David's last campaign? Miss Ann Price is asking. All right. So I can tell you from firsthand experience, I've said it many times, I helped both Tim Larkin and David Montgomery with their last city council campaigns. I don't think they'll be asking me again anytime soon if they if Tim decided to run again and David decides to run for reelection. That's up in the air too. Uh it was Adam Bass. Now, I don't know if he was officially David's campaign manager, but that's who coordinated with me. All right. So that elephant's out of the room. Kind of a side note, but related to term limits. All right. Let's see here. Let me switch screens. All right. What do we want to talk about next? <clears throat> Well, I'm looking at these notes, but since you did the homework of building the notes, it is your call as to the order that we go through the notes. <laughs> well, yeah. So let's move right on. Let's move right on to the witch hunt. We'll we'll just kind of I'll go down the list. So yeah, uh, let me get things ready here on the screen. Now, witch hunt. I mean, I'm I'm dying to know what we're talking about as far as witch hunt. I mean, I can only think of one witch hunt that's going on, and I'm thinking that it takes part in the central part of our parish. But I could be wrong because I I egregiously worked all day in dealing, trying to avoid a bear attack, and I had no idea what you sure. were plotting and scheming for this show tonight well your life was literally in danger with the black bear roaming through the streets of plain dealing um so here's the witch hunt this is where it comes from this is from Pro proton mail so this is one of those sources say but as we all know sources from proton mail also provided that audio 
of the meeting after the meeting that everybody knows goes on, but you know, it was one of those things till, Oh, we actually caught them doing it. All you, right. You, you know, what could only be worse than being attacked by a bear in plain dealing being attacked by David Montgomery in plain dealing. Well, I, so I right, threw you for a loop on that one. I'm, I'm guessing there's probably never been a Zamboni in plain dealing, but no, I was thinking uh, being attacked by a hog on a school bus in Ivan, but you know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, we're I'm getting sorry. to that one. So I'm let's sorry. see. Go Wait, we got to keep track of what we discussed. So we've discussed assault. <laughs> we've discussed, um, what else have we discussed tonight? Bears in plain dealing. Uh, well, morons in the city council, of course. Uh, and now pigs on a school bus. I mean, what is the show coming to? All right, here we go. Well, don't, don't forget the national debt. And oh, Mike yeah, the Johnson. national debt. And Mike he's Johnson. Of, and he's now, conservative. We got we limited government, right? So we got to add more to that $33 trillion. All right. Now we're hunting witch, witches. Okay, so... <laughs> Here's the Proton Mail that we got. I uh, want to send you a message and let you know about the witch hunt currently taking place at Bossier City Hall. There is currently a lot of controversy about your last video where there was audio recording of the council members talking after the meeting. There are threats of bringing in the FBI ooh, or state police ooh, to determine if wiretap laws are being violated. Charles Jacobs, for those of you listening to the podcast version, Charles Jacobs has initiated an investigation and has gone to the marshal's office trying to blame them. So Jacobs is apparently blaming the marshal's office. He has also accused councilmen of recording each other. There is a rumor going around that the old city attorney, Jimmy Hall, had recording devices in the offices at City Hall. We've heard that before and that one of those recording devices may still be in use by someone who knew about them. Oh, they just came upon a recorder, and wow, look, the last meeting after the meeting was on here. I wonder what else is on there. All right. Without giving up my identity, I've been associated with Bossier City Municipal Complex every day, blah, blah, blurred out, and I have heard multiple times that members of the city council and the old city attorney use recordings to blackmail each other and make things go away. I think that is what is going on here. What say you, Mr. Lowry? Well, you know, the interesting thing here, it's weird how names, you know, come and go. And Jimmy Hall's name has not been one that's been in the forefront for quite some time. A, a, an amazing thing, I actually saw Jimmy Hall last week and really? actually shook his hand. Really? And he was... He was nice and cordial at the Jeff Landry thing. He was hmm. there. And I got to tell you, it, believe what you want. I mean, Jeff Landry was speaking and I could see Jimmy Hall off in the audience. He, he wasn't like all chumming up with, you know, the good old right. boys or whatever. He was just standing in the audience like a regular guy. And he was nodding his head like he was agreeing with everything Jeff Landry was saying. Really? He didn't have on a good old boy's hat or T-shirt no, or he, anything? He did not have a good old boy's T-shirt or hat, no, nothing. He didn't even, I mean, when I shook his hand, it wasn't even a good old boy handshake. No, oh. It wasn't that at all. Hmm. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. It was, it was weird. Even, look, that night, even Vince Maggio shook my hand. Wow. 
Vince, maybe, why do you maybe, shake my hand? Maybe, well, we ain't got to the vote yet, but maybe that's why he voted like he did today. It, See, that it, your handshake made all the difference, Duke. Wait a minute. Let's not get carried away here. I mean, I can see this going sideways really fast. <laughs> uh, somebody can pull the sound bites very easily from that. <laughs> oh, good grief. All right. So, and so uh, the, what's your opinion of so, this FBI investigation and all this? I mean. Well, okay. So, <laughs> boy, F. Uh, <clears throat> Fulfilling the Biden inauguration, um, FBI. I, you know, I don't know that I have a lot of faith in the FBI would do I, a damn thing. I can't imagine why not. I, I mean, I, I, I've got no faith in that entity in doing anything. Even if the city attorney of Bozier called upon them, I don't know that, I mean, the, uh, couple of years from now an eternity maybe they might would do something i i got no faith in that and i right. maybe i should pose the question to you rex why do i have no faith in that well i don't know it's not like and i, I think we've kind of alluded to this in the past but what if a couple of couple of guys or gals as the case may be discovered some information were sent information literally had lists of people tried to get certain agencies to act on that information, including the FBI and just got nowhere. Yeah. They, they did nothing. Zero. Zero. Nada. Zilch. Nada. Yeah. So I would say, uh, no, I, no, you know what? FBI, <laughs> that's a joke. Nothing, nothing there. <laughs> Kate Bloomfield uh, says, oh, my God, why y'all go into conspiracy nonsense? Why? Well, it might not be nonsense, Kate. I'm Kate, sure they were a little pissed off that they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Kate, no conspiracy, no black helicopters, uh, real deal. And you know what? I'm Rex, I'm thinking at some point we're probably going to just put all that out there, right? I think so. We should just release it. Yeah, I mean, is the is it is it getting ripe yet? I don't know. I mean, we got to look at the we've clock. Been, we've been letting it ferment for a while, so uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's probably the content is probably primed where it's time to take a swig or getting close anyway. But uh, hey, state police. I mean, look, you know the patrol guys. There's a lot of good patrol guys, and not all the state police guys are are bad apples. I mean, there's a lot of good folks there. Um, but you know what? Uh, well, they in my hypothetical scenario earlier, those two guys may may hypothetically have gone to the state police also with literal paperwork. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I know that there's been information sent to the state police and, uh, you know, no response. Zero. Nada. With, uh, I mean, look, I think the witness list was close to 12 witnesses. I mean, something like that. And, yeah. you know, state police, nothing, nada. So, you know what, I got to say, uh, no. I, I got no faith there with state police either, but I'm just wondering, wasn't the state police involved in some investigation in Ozier City before with a police chief or something? Right. 
Yeah, maybe so. And, what, and wait, wait a can, minute. What, what was that? What was that? That was a former police chief, a former police chief that was let go by this mayor and the state police were said to be weighing in, but then the state police said, no, we're not weighing in. No, we're, am I right? Yeah, I think so. Pretty close anyway, close enough. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. I mean, it was sent to us. Um, but as kind of quasi proof that there is a sort of witch hunt going on, let me share with you this actual email from Charles Jacobs himself. Oh, Addr addressed to all the city council, Phyllis, Amanda, Tommy, Richard Ray, uh, whoever some of these other people are. Oh, anyway, Darby, Maggio. Yeah, that's all of them. Says, yeah. I have begun an internal investigation related to events occurring in the city council offices after last Tuesday's council meeting. There should not be any discussion about the events without including myself or Richard Ray. Well, that's interesting, Chuck, that you want to include Richard Ray in that, but. You know, I had an interesting thought on all of this. So they're looking for who to blame on the recording, right? Right. Well, let me ask you a question. Who needs the attention off of them the most? Is it is it Queen David? Does he need the attention off of him the most? Mm hmm. Well... He and uh, he and old uh, Jacobs are catching the most heat lately. Well, it is is King King or Queen David? Is he really getting that much heat? No, I don't think he is. Nah, I don't honestly I think he cares. It runs his blood pressure up a little bit, but who cares? Yeah, I don't think he cares either. Not, nothing that a little toddy won't won't fix. But hey, I mean, what about what about Bubba or Darby? Yeah, mm -hmm. free. Mm, Free did did basically threaten Marriott uh, West with uh, the marshals. Well, what 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 about what about the secretary? Oh well, yeah, but Phyllis. Well, I mean, there was a little heat on Phyllis because of her comments about Colonel Crockett. When, in my opinion, and the opinion of a lot of other people, she should have been relatively neutral on this. I mean, she's entitled to her opinion, but as a you but, know, city but, employee, she should be a little more neutral. But but who has garnered the most attention that needed an attention change, that needed to be out of the limelight? Tommy Chandler? Mm. Nah, Tommy needs to be more in the limelight. He does. But, but who needs to be out of the light? Who needs a distraction? Who needs to be at so, Western, Mar Western Marriott? Look at that. The guy is just, he's a genius. He's the next Einstein. <laughs> I'm just hypothetically saying here, I mean, could it have been the city attorney himself that made the recording? Gosh, I wonder about that. Hmm, interesting. We'll just rename this to Weston Watch. That kind of has a nice ring to it anyway. I mean, he's been like the star <laughs> of the show for I don't know how many weeks now. Weston I mean, Watch, that's, that's the new deal. It 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 sounds like I mean I mean it's Jacobs I, I I'm thinking it's Jacobs I mean he's the one that needs the the distraction 
Very well could have been. I mean, the smeller is the feller, the one that's running around screaming FBI and come here, you know, get the marshals involved and sending emails and nobody does anything. Eh, it's plausible. I mean, if, if y'all are, if any of y'all watch CSI, you know, it's got to be Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. This is like a rerun on CSI. I mean, I was yeah. like, I see this every weekend. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Haygood agrees with Wes Jacobs. Okay. So we got two votes for Jacobs. Who, who votes that it's Jacobs? Let, let's see in the comments. Who do you vote for that actually made that recording? Who was it? Who done it? Let us know in the comments. Yeah. I mean, since there's a witch hunt, I mean, I would love to know. I mean, Proton Mail doesn't tell us who it is, but I mean, my speculation is, is it Jacobs? It's got to be. Nah, that's a good guess. He's been watching the show. He could have made a Proton Mail account and done it too. Yep, you know? no, doubt. no doubt. All right. So I have no idea where we're at in the notes now. Um, oh, let's <laughs> well, get back. Let, let's shift back to the vote. I'm sorry. I, I kind of got us away from that, and I wanted to show the vote. I think let's it's awesome. Everybody's tagging Mark Smith, and Mark Smith hadn't showed up. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So just to show you, there is the vote. It was a three to three vote. Remember, free was out today. So this was uh, Tommy's resolution attempt again to call for a special election to be held. It was actually three to three. Smith, Hammonds, and surprise, Vince Maggio voted for Tommy's motion finally today. I mean, I wonder what could have convinced him to vote yes today. Well... I don't know, but I'm just going out on a limb and saying that he knew that there's going to be a three to three vote if he voted the other way. So he could say he voted against it before he voted for it and then decided to vote against it. So I'm thinking he's making the decision. He wants to have his cake and eat it, too. Maybe so. Cliff Smith says, Maggie pulled the short straw. <laughs> the sacrificial lamb for the day. <laughs> I mean, look, he, he's going to run for mayor, and he's going to say, look, I voted for it. And his hey, if he's going to say, you voted against it, and he's going to say, no, I voted for it. If he's going to run for mayor, does that mean he's going to run into the cooler area in his store, or what? What's he going to do? Well, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. That, has he got a... Wait a minute, he's got to go in the cooler and he's got to say, hey, can I be mayor? And the cooler <laughs> says, yeah, you be mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Haygood says Montgomery looks surprised. I don't know. May maybe Maggio pulled the wrong button or pushed the wrong button, but it didn't really matter today. Because okay, okay. Well, look, Montgomery will get him straightened out by next weekend. I have faith Montgomery will go in. He'll put the whip on him. He'll take him in the cooler. He'll put the whip on him and says, you know who decides who makes mayor? This cooler. <laughs> Right. So uh, Wes says Williams, Darby, Maggio, and Montgomery all walked in at the same time right at 2.57. We missed the meeting before the meeting again. They switched it up. Instead of having meetings after the meetings, they switched up and decided they'd be smart and have it before the meetings. Yeah. Uh, uh, all okay. Right. Okay. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The point of that is, uh, Darby, King David, let's break this down. You need to have somebody watching your back because you're being followed. There's people watching where you're having the meeting before the meeting. And <clears throat> I would suspect there may be video of the meeting before the meeting. So you need to tighten up there a little bit. All right. I want you to listen to this one last little bit of audio, everybody. So here, here we go. 
Mr. Jacobs, do you concur with that? It's a 3-3 vote. I'm sorry? It's a 3-3 vote. It fails. <laughs> it's almost like he knew. Gosh, I wonder how. I I'm sorry, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, it failed. He knew. Right. So, all right. That pretty much covers the city council meeting for today. Nothing brand new, but folks, there well, is a plan. Well, Don't be discouraged. What about this legal action, Rex? Did, did, wasn't there some more on that? Uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, let's talk about the legal action. So um, I think I started talking about it earlier. I'm having trouble remembering 20 minutes ago. Jacobs has been alluding to legal action for several meetings. Let me switch screens again here. Give me just a second. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Let's or do we say to the audience, okay, so, you know, 130 people, do y'all want to continue to hear more about Bocher City? There's plenty more we can spew out there and tell you about the things that you may not know. Or do you want to jump on off into some police jury stuff? Because we've got that chimed up as well, too. And it's you're it's, chomping at the bit for that. <laughs> it, oh yeah, I'm I'm dying to get into the police jury. I mean, look, Bozier City. I mean, they're broke. That they're broke. I mean, the the future is. I'm sorry, whether you like it or not, Chris Smith and Brian Hammonds, uh, the old washed up has beens, and I hate to say that because a couple of them are my friends, specifically Bubba Williams, but guys your time has come you you've you need to get out of the way and turn it over you you did your job it's time to move on david montgomery you've made enough money it's time for you to go you know you you did good uh jeff darby you've served it's time for you to go jeffrey i mean you just need to go i'm just gonna leave it at that and what an embarrassment all right, so we'll spend just a couple of minutes on this. This is a copy of the open meetings complaint, the response from the Office of the Attorney General to the members of the city council. I'll go through this real quick, and then we'll move to the uh, to the other stuff. So the AG's office received a complaint alleging that the city council has violated the open meetings law at the September the 5th. 2023 meeting the complaint form attached this letter lists the specific allegations of non-compliance with open meetings law i wonder if the ag's office is going to have them do open meetings compliance training like the cypress district was supposed to do did you realize that they were supposed well, to attend virtual training yeah and i think the cypress district thumbed their nose at them right and they didn't ever really actually well do they it. didn't but part of it was it was right in the height of the covid and all that crap and i, I think it's one of those things just fell through the cracks honestly um i don't it, know that i believe that they're arrogant I, they're well, arrogant just like Bozier city and we so. don't need any of that crap and by god we'll do what we want to do and that is the problem with all of these people that have been in these positions for freaking 20 plus years, Rex, is they thumb their nose at everybody. All of y'all watching the show, they thumb their nose at you. Right. They don't think that you have any say in any of this. And it's, it's your tax dollars. It's your government. It's yours. It's not theirs. It's yours. And the only reason they believe it's theirs is because you don't stand up and say it's mine. That's it. You're absolutely right. And you've got the opportunity to do something about that. Yeah. 
Well, I'm not going to go through every complaint here. We will post this on Bozier Watch as well. This was, um, anyway, again, sent in from the AG's office to the city council. They'll have to address this. We don't have their response yet if they've sent one. And the last page of that, um, you know, is pretty blunt. Uh, please furnish a response to the allegations of the open meetings violations outlined above, as well as any other. Uh, other information which you deem relevant or useful to our inquiry. We ask that such response be provided by September the 29th. So that's the little, you know, they're going to the principal's office, so to speak, with the attorney general. They got a lot going on down there at Bossier City. And when, you know, I think the problem when you start thumbing your nose at the citizens that you espouse to represent, I think that's when you start having all these problems. You know, if you follow the will of the people rather than focusing on making monuments, you know, I'm going to say it this way to yourself, uh, you know, that's when you start having problems and you got problems down there. Police jury, you're on the fast track to having some problems as well. Yeah, you are. Okay, so let me switch screens again. All right, <laughs> so are we going to talk about the pigs on the bus? I, I, I'm dying to talk about pigs on a bus. So look, Rex, did you ever, when you went to high school, did you ever ride the bus and you have pigs yeah. on your bus? Well, I did ride the bus. Well, no. You rode the bus. You yes, did ride did. the yellow. You I rode did the ride the yellow hound. Yes, I did. <laughs> I rode the yellow hound. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I I did. I rode the yellow hound. I, look, it wasn't. It, I'm not embarrassed by it. I oh, was I'm poor. not either. My parents didn't drop me off at school. I rode the uh, yellow hound. Right. No, my my mama said you will go to school and you're going to get on that bus. I'm not taking you to school every day. You're crazy. And she, you, you, know, you know what else? My and I love my mom to death, but uh. Yeah, she also told me, and uh, you'll make a sandwich. You'll get up in time to make your own sandwich and take it for lunch unless you ask me for lunch money or you'll go hungry. And you won't do that very often before you'll remember. Hey, hey, hey I got a good one, too. I got a good one, too. So the next time, you know, there's 120 people. Next time y'all come up to me in a Mexican restaurant and you say, hey, show me your teeth. All right, I'm going to show you this tooth right here, right, right there. Mm-hmm. I chipped that tooth. And you know why? Because me and my cousins during the summer, for fun, we would get in the horse trough and we would fist fight in the horse trough for fun. And I got that tooth knocked out. Yeah. That sounds like and it actually does yeah, sound fun. That's, that's how poor I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of pigs, so let me get this set up here. Let me get our screen set behind the scenes here. This is, I don't even know what to say to this. So, yeah, we're going to change the title of this show to Wild and Crazy, but yeah, pigs on the bus. A couple, couple of wild and crazy guys. Okay. So, this is one that we got in through some comments. It says, John Ed drove the local school bus for numerous years. Has he ever put pigs on the bus and gotten in trouble for it because of the mess they left behind? Now, 
I don't know what's going on going on up now, in that district. Now wait a wait a minute. We're talking about the guy we we're talking about the race for police jury that we had the guy came on our show. He was being beat up by the Ivan people about making look, some comments, uh, right? Are you are yes, a Jack Harville, arguably you know, he said some stuff by his own admission. He even admitted, but maybe, you know, some of it was a little bit wrong or he made a mistake or you can go back and watch the show and see exactly what he said. And, you know, the biggest thing was then he went and deleted those comments and that just drives people insane. So, you know, there was some drama, a little soap opera going on there in the Ivan group. Well, look, I did notice in some of our commentary, Mark Smith is out deleting comments as well, too. So he, eh, he maybe get the band hammer. But, but yeah, so this is the police jury race between John Ed Jordan and... John, uh, uh, Jack Harville. Sorry. Jack Harville. Sorry. And so this is an allegation that came in to us, and it's telling us that what they're alleging is is that John Ed Jordan was was it wild pigs or just pigs on a school well, bus? And I not mean, just that, did he put the pigs on the school bus while the kids were on the bus? Or was this before or after? I, I mean, there's so many details here that are could be very relevant to this. And who did he get in trouble with? I mean, so I'm guessing maybe the school board or is this something to do with the sheriff's office well I'd... and to be perfectly clear if any of you read the uh focus sb article that we were in actually read the article um we do when we get information in this we don't just share everything that we get y'all would not believe some of the stuff that we get but Sources say that there might be an element of truth to this, right? Yeah, and the thing is, is Rex, there, I mean, look, we, uh, this isn't but just maybe a quarter of it. There's, uh, there's quite a bit more, but we're just laying this out there to try to, uh, uh, get some corroboration here, you know, get somebody to say, <laughs> say, well, yeah, this happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, this was something that took place in full disclosure. I don't know John Ed Jordan personally, other than, you know, he's on the police jury and you know, whatever. Um, I think I met Jack Harville once or twice or whatever. So it's not that I have anything for Jack Harville or against John Ed Jordan, but when somebody alleges and more than one person does about pigs on a school, this has just got my interest. I mean, it sounds stupid, but you know, it's got my interest going. I, I want to know, did he put the pigs on the bus while the kids were on there? Cause well, that just... could be really fun. Well, I mean, I'm just wondering if our tax dollars are paying to move kids around or we're paying to move pigs around I, if if we're paying for a school bus. Well, I, maybe it was a field trip type scenario. Maybe it was maybe that. It was, maybe, yeah, maybe it was that. Maybe there is a logical explanation, but well, I, I got I to gotta play devil's advocate here. Okay, <laughs> but, but if he I got gotta in put... trouble, apparently that wasn't approved. And... I can only dream of the mess they're talking about. 
Well, and your beautiful bride says, uh, is this relevant? <laughs> well, it is if it's on the school bus. I mean, if he put pigs on his own bus or his, his RV or in his pickup truck, who cares? But if he put them on a school bus, that school bus is paid for by taxpayer dollars. And, you know, if it terrorized the kids, if the kids were actually on the bus and there's pigs running around, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Kate, uh, Kate Bloomfield says if the bus is going and pigs needed moving <laughs> i just i mean i i don't know they, I, I don't know whether the show is going to the dogs if it's going to the birds or if it's literally going to the pigs i mean look i i'm just saying if if we're electing people to represent us in politics and they if it's true if it's true they were using school buses to move pigs around and we reelect them to represent us on a government body, I, uh, I, I, God, I don't, I, I think we might need to stop doing the show because I, I don't, so. I think that, it may be hopeless. I, now, I just, <laughs> now, Kate Bloomfield says, wasn't there a giraffe locally? I think the giraffe was on the other side of the river. I think, if I remember right, I think the giraffe was on the other side of what do you, Greg Bell. What do you mean, Greg Bell? What kind of pigs are they? What What do you mean? <laughs> as long as they ended up baking, we're good to go. <laughs> is, there, is there a different kind of pig? I mean, their pigs are pigs. Well, you know, if they're farm pigs, that's one thing. Now, if they're wild hogs, that could be a different deal. And how big were the pigs? I mean... Look, so you didn't think about all that, did you, Mr. Lowry? How big were these pigs? <laughs> Jeff sat out. We have gotten Jeff sat out to chime in. Aha, on pigs finally. On the bus. Pigs on the <laughs> and Jeff sat out has chimed in. He says, more importantly, were these pigs outlaw quadrupeds under state law and therefore could be hunted without prejudice? Now, that's a good question, Jeff, but riddle me this. Even if they were, could you have a weapon on the bus to hunt the pigs? Wouldn't that violate, you know, the uh, gun-free zone of the school bus? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Re remember, Jeff. the school buses are, are mobile, mobile gun-free zones. Yeah, Jeff, what you got for that? Mm, I want to hear it. See there. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. well I, I see in the notes there's something intriguing me in the notes and I, I just I, I don't know and the notes is, it say, the, is it the question about malfeasance or which one is it no 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 not okay. malfeasance we're, not we're getting malfeasance. to that we're getting to that by the way folks oh okay okay well no I just okay I'll just read it because okay. I got a question here asshat YH <laughs> versus Philip Rogers. I'm I'm dying. That is killing me. I'm dying to know. Oh, all right. Well, here we go. All right. So this is the part, folks. So we're getting off of pigs right now. There's 112, actually 120 some odd people watching. So this is the part where you may want to tag everybody that fell asleep back into the show to watch. So because so we're going to answer the question about malfeasance. Yeah, but when you tell people you should watch Bozier Watch, I mean, you might not tell them, look, because you could learn about pigs on the bus in Bozier Parish. Well, that that might not get them to watch. <laughs> do, you, do you think more people would have showed up for the show if I had called it Pigs on a Bus or Malfeasance? Arguably, probably Pigs on the Bus. All right. So 
so let's talk about yeah. yeah. Let's talk about your favorite person for a minute first, Juliana Parks. Okay. Now, what does Juliana Parks have to do with asshat white? Well, nothing really, except she's on the police jury and he's appointed by the town of Benton to be on the Cypress district. Therefore, it's kind of related. I don't know. But here's the deal. Um, we, we got some information to share about Juliana as far as her duties as a police juror, but we can't share it tonight. We, we literally, we can't. Um, but that's probably going to be coming down the pipe in the next week or so. So, Oh, and, and, and Philip as well too, right? Oh yeah. Well, we're going to share some stuff about Philip right now. Yeah, but, uh, I'm, but I'm, I'm saying here in the very short term, we've got some stuff regarding Philip as well. Not to mention the fact, let me look, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> and I hate to say this because some of these, I, I mean, I like I like some of these people. I even like Juliana. I really do. I hate to say this. I like Juliana. I do. Wait, that's the first time you've, I've ever heard those words I, come I out. I do. I like her. I really do. I like her. Okay. But, you know. Being elected official, you've got some responsibilities, and I think her why is jacked up. I think it is. I think it's totally screwed up. But the bottom line is, is all of your police jurors, all of them, Rex, they all are allowing, is this the correct word, illegal activities. Yes, I mean, they are. They, they, a they whole all, butch forward situation. So if when you're, you all are riding down the road, and you see a a sign, a political campaign sign, and they've got reelect on it, that ought to be your indication of how you should vote right there. It should right. be that you put that down on your list that that's not who I vote for. If they right. got reelect on their sign, you shouldn't vote for them. Right. Yeah, because and why? Give me an example. One reason why, Rex. One why, reason why. Any, why you any should incumbent. not reelect them? Yeah, why a any person that has reelect on their sign for police jury, why you should not support them? Because one, they one defended day. Robert Barry, cost the taxpayers of most of Bossier Parish hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees that never should have happened, all because they wanted to stand behind Robert Barry until the very end when the Louisiana Supreme Court finally decided he's got to go, and then they all wanted to jump on the bandwagon. But they literally let this drag on for half of a decade. Yep. And that's just that's one. That's one reason. That's one right there, but that's not. And, the and they, they kick, one. they kick little old ladies, nice little old ladies off the library board. It's like, that's like hitting puppies. So that they could appoint each and every one of themselves onto the board. Yeah. And we contend just so that they can control the money. It's about the money. It's usually about the money. Because they all—they're upside down on the sewer district. They spent all of your money. They're—they're they're propping up the sewer district that they're upside down in, and they don't want to tell you the truth in the public. Right. They don't want to tell you the truth. Okay. So drum so, roll, please. So wait a minute. Let me. One more thing. Okay. Before you drum roll. So if 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 you're supporting an incumbent, if you're supporting an incumbent, I mean you're part of the problem. That national debt thing we showed earlier, you're mm -hmm. saying, you know what? Hey, that's all good with me. I'm good to go. Let's just yeah. keep running it on up. It starts at the local level and progresses from there. You got the t-shirt. 
you know, you need to put your order in for the Gob Network t-shirt because you got it. Okay. So let's let's see in the comments real quick and then we'll get to the big reveal here. Who you think in the comments, who you think that the malfeasance in our show title is referring to? Who is it referring to? Oh, I'm I'm in suspense too because I don't freaking know. So I'm dying to see what everybody thinks, what their what their ideas are. But yeah, I'm well, focused like a laser on asshat white versus Philip Rogers. <laughs> I I think that is just golden. Oh uh, yes, yeah, my favorite term for him. Um. Anyway, so let's see. Uh, Colonel Crockett says Ford. Well. I mean, you know, he is out there on the edge legally as far as, you know, what he reported and filed that his residence is and all that. Come on, let's see. Andy Monica says, Robert Barry, that that would be too easy, Andy. I mean, that's literally too easy. But he's not in office anymore, but I guess he was. Hey, so I guess the mouth. Andy Modica is the guy running against Philip Rogers. So does that mean that Andy Modica is aligned with Asshat White? Uh, depends on how you define aligned. <laughs> no, I, I guess it wouldn't at this point. We can't quite connect those dots because Andy, um, Andy's definitely not on the side of Robert Barry in the Cypress district. I can say that with certainty. I, yeah, I know that as well too. It looks like right. we have a high achiever in the comments. Let's see. And the local crap show says parks must go. Um, let's see. Ed Burchett says Rogers. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, hey, Andy is going to come on the show here pretty soon, yeah. right? Yeah, I think we're going to have Andy on. We're going to actually, we haven't officially done it yet. We keep calling it. Uh, well, look, it's an open invitation for any elected official or anybody running for office. And so Philip is just as welcome to come on as Robert Barry is as anybody else, and we will treat them nicely or fairly anyway. But but wait a minute. But wait a minute. Now now I thought wasn't we going to try to put a debate together with Philip Rogers and Andy? Well, yes, we've got to officially invite Philip. I think Andy's pretty much said he'll come on whenever. I, Andy's told me he would come on. Right. He's told me, hell yeah, I'm in. Let's do well, it. Well, and in Phillips, normally I wouldn't defend Philip, uh, but in Phillips' slight defense, we've not officially invited him on yet, but we will. All right, so drum roll, please. Shall I hit the button? Here we go. All right, this was sent to us today, as a matter of fact. This is an incident investigation report. Now, full disclosure. I have not reached out to the sheriff's office and confirmed the authenticity of this document, but I feel like it is authentic. All right, so just putting that disclaimer out there. But this is an incident report from asshat Gary Weish <laughs> with the Bossier Sheriff's Department. And look okay. at the location of the incident, 135 Cypress Park Drive in Benton. Okay. And this was, this was back on... Uh, Let's see. Date time reported July the 24th. I'm looking for asshat down here in the bottom and I'm not seeing, I'm seeing Emmett, but I'm not seeing asshat. Well, they misspelled his name. It's actually. Asshat. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now there was a crime committed. Did you know that? Wait a minute. Was I at this meeting? 
I think it, this was after the meeting. Now, the meeting that well, oh, now, the meeting now, now, yeah, now I'm giving it yeah, away. But the meeting it. that he that asshat Gary Weiss is referring to was David Montgomery there. That's all I want to know. Nah, David Montgomery wasn't at that one. Okay, but okay. but the video of this meeting is posted. I mean, we did it and even transcribed it. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, the other person involved is none other than Philip Rogers. Oh, wait a minute. Are you saying Philip Rogers is malfeasant in office? Well, we're going to get to that page here in just a second. What I can confirm at this point <laughs> is that Gary Weiss called the Sheriff's Department from the Cypress District office or location and filed a report against Philip Rogers. I mean, did Philip go out there and whoop his ass? Well, why didn't he call Ruddenbuck with Manshack? I don't I know. mean, I guess law enforcement's not under their purview yet. It, I, I mean, I'm guessing this is like a bad episode of, uh, what, what is that show that, that show where you phone a friend or you can call a friend or whatever. Oh yeah. 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 I, um, so we he was calling whoever. He was he was phoning the sheriff to try to get Philip Rogers, right? I guess, but let's get to page two. So here, you know, here's the officers and the supervisor and the investigator ID and all that. All right. Let me uh let me switch pages here. This is where it gets interesting. So, you know, several folks have asked us, and we've been kind of wondering since Philip built his dock. Admittedly, I mean, he admitted it during the open meeting way out over the um, the allotted distance. Now, he claims with Robert Barry's approval as the executive director of the park and member of the Cypress District Board. So that's Phillips' claim. But <sighs> apparently, Asshat Gary Weish wants the Bossier Sheriff's Office to investigate this it says while on patrol i was dispatched to the cypress black bayou recreation center for was that the million dollar recreation center or was that the one that they did for like and build a half a million dollar center hell yeah it was a million dollars well that's that's what they told the bond commission they were gonna do but i, I digress anyway he says i met with the reporting party emmett asshat wash Emmett Asshat Weish is a board member of the Cypress Black Bayou Recreation and Water Conservation District. Mr. Weish stated that on 6-13-23, they had a board meeting. Listed on the agenda was a consideration of compliance with a boathouse issued to Philip Rogers, involved other. Philip Rogers exceeded the permit he was granted by 87 feet. Once this was brought up to the board, Philip became angry. Philip is a member of the Bossier Parish Police Jury. According to Weish, Philip Rogers stated several times that he is a member of the Bossier Parish Police Jury, and how could they bring this to the board? Mr. Asshat believes Philip Rogers was trying to intimidate the board by saying he is a police juror. Uh, to this date, Philip has made no effort to correct his compliance with his boathouse. This matter is being forwarded to detectives for review. Mr. Asshat would like to prosecute Mr. Rogers for malfeasance in office. Audio and video, I wonder whose audio and video they're talking about, 
can be made available to detectives upon request. It isn't available at the time of this call. Well, first of all, the damn video is ours, mine. It's posted on our Facebook page, and I think I put it on YouTube too. It is available, but that doesn't mean I authorize the Cypress District to actually use that video, but that's a whole other story. I guess I don't care. Look, All right. I'm, I'm I'm squinting really hard and I'm trying to read this and I can't I'm looking I I'm are you reading cuz I can't see ass hat in there. You don't see it dude cuz it's I, right there. I don't. I'm not right I'm not there. seeing it. Well, it's right there. That's oh, my okay. contention anyway. So, well, I'll take your word for it. Now, I'm not defending Philip because he did apparently build that boat dock way out there admitted in the meeting. It's all on audio and and video. You know, it was a public meeting, uh, plenty of a couple of dozen witnesses. You know, I mean, it's not like we're trying to, it's any secret, but um, uh, is that malfeasance in office? I mean, he did mention that, you know, he was a member of the police jury. I mean, part of this is actually, I got to give Asshat credit. Part of it's actually true. And now I'm stuck on saying that word. Well, yeah, it is, but, I mean, good grief. I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to jump way ahead here, Rex. I mean, here's the problem with Philip. Is he a victim? No, he's not a victim. He's not. Look, I won't get into that whole deal. Let's play this. I'm going to run the audio for just a minute, so y'all listen up and tell me what you think. And I think we've played some of this before. It's been on our Facebook page forever. Here we go. Mr. Berry was there the day it was broke, said it was fine. I don't know what the problem was. Now, my opinion is that I'm very disappointed in this board for even having this meeting. My second thought is I cannot believe, I cannot believe as a police jury that you would bring me here and put me in front of this board because a robber is retaliating against me for the fiduciary not reappointing him. For the Supreme Court to rule he is in violation. This jury, my jury that I'm on, has stood beside Robert three court cases and listened to all these people in my district I've had to listen to. Alright, I'm gonna stop it right there. Is that malfeasance in office? Was he threatening him? He's on the police jury? I look. I hate to defend Philip here, but it doesn't sound like he's making any threats to me. He's just simply, uh, wait a minute, he's doing what those people in Bozier City are doing. They're expressing their opinion. I mean, I, last I checked, Philip is a uh, resident within the Cypress Black Bayou District. Doesn't, yes, he is. Regardless of his elected position, doesn't he have the right to step up there and speak and say what he wants to say? He does have that right. And just because he mentioned that he was on the police jury, that isn't, I, I'm no legal scholar, but I don't think that's malfeasance. Oh, so uh, he doesn't have a constitutional right the same as people in Bossier City. I mean, isn't it, isn't it interesting? We're trying to limit speech at the Cypress District, in which... I got to contend the Cypress district does a better job of limiting speech of, you know, the, the taxpayers of the district than Bozier city does. Well, but, 
let, let me point out something to you. I would re be remiss if I didn't point out they let Philip talk for practically as long as he wanted to. As a matter of fact, his wife, Jenny, sitting right behind him, you know, she was trying to calm him down and, and basically kind of get him to ease up a little bit. He kept right on going. Now, Renee Hall, who is sitting right there uh, by, is that Butch Ford that she's sitting by? Renee Hall sitting right there. Now, when Renee talks, asshat Gary Weish cuts her off after like a minute and a half. He doesn't even want to give her the full three minutes. Now, so now I just want to point that out. I want to, yeah, I want to point something else too. Let's, let's go back here and point to every person on the screen. Right. Point to every person. Let's describe every person on the screen. All right. Renee Hall. Right. Obviously somebody who has been enthralled in a lawsuit with this out of control Cypress district who mm -hmm. her and David uh, got the shaft from the Cypress district and arguably the police jury to boot on, mm -hmm. on everything out there pertaining to them and their property. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so move on to the next person. All right. Oh, who is that guy? Butch Ford. Oh, parish parish administrator who lives in mm -hmm. Caddo parish and is appointed to be the parish administrator in violation of the law because he doesn't live in the parish who sought to try to say that he did live in the parish in a hut down on Lake Bestineau that obviously a gerbil wouldn't have lived in. <laughs> yeah, that guy, I don't know. It kind of looks like he's got some relatives of gerbils living in there, but that's a whole other story. Who, oh, by the way, Philip Rogers and Juliana Parks enable to hold that position in violation of the law and have done nothing about it, have not mm -hmm. sought anything, nothing whatsoever, nothing, not a, not a peep out of them. You know, mm -hmm. next person, All right. that guy, I don't know who he is. He's I the only, I don't remember his name either. I, it's somewhere in the video and I can't remember it off the top of my head. He's the only person that I don't know. Right. All right. Let's move around. That guy is a member of the DA's office, Buddy Mondello. Why would mm -hmm. Buddy be there? Why does the DA's office have an interest in this issue and what's going on? And look, I like Buddy. Buddy is a friend of mine and Buddy's presence there is a statement. You know, Buddy lives on the lake. Um, Buddy has an interest in what goes on. I don't know if him and Butch are there to show support for Philip. Maybe, maybe a not. A little intimidation, maybe. I don't know. Just, you know, throwing it out there. I don't know. And that may not be the case. But the fact that someone from the DA's office is there, that is telling. Next person. All right. Next person. Huh. Jeff Smith. Jeff, Jeff Smith is the guy who's been building stuff on the lake, building boat houses and all that, who Robert Berry all of a sudden decided to just cut him off when and not enable him to be able to work with all these trumped up crap about this permit or that permit or blah, 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 when he's been doing all of this stuff. When the Philip Rogers pier thing came along that mm -hmm. supposedly Robert Barry was on the pier giving blanket approvals, uh, which <clears throat> I, I'm guessing 
you tell me if I'm saying this correct, uh, was contingent on Philip Rogers and Robert, you know, approving or the police jury reapproving Robert Berry's appointment uh, to the board. It may have been an unspoken thing at at least. Yeah, at least. All right. N- next person. Well, Philip himself. Philip himself on the police jury, and the next person. Uh, let's see. Well, his um, wife behind him. Oh yeah, sorry. There's Jenny. She's uh, Jenny's sweet girl. Nice stakeholders. Girl. Yeah. Every freaking body there. Everybody. Well, and Shelly and Philip even, and you can go watch the meeting. Uh, Philip even tried to drag Shelly into it, but she kind of wanted to stay neutral because Shelly was apparently present at some of these meetings with Robert Barry. There's Kelly Long. She's the um, family law attorney, I think, who is a uh, an appointed member of the Cypress board now. And well, Wait a Barry minute, Kelly. Kelly Long, oh, by the way, who is a person who splits a suite at Louisiana Downs with the judges or one of the judges or something or another. I mean, look, I'm sorry, Kelly, you're not you're not even viewed as being somebody who is uh, unbiased or neutral. I I don't look at you as that way. In fact, I don't know you've never met you, never even talked to you, but there's. You're not unbiased. You're biased. You're part of the good old boy network. You're there, girl. (laughs) Jerry Fowler, who, well, I don't even know what to say about Jerry, except he's got to go. So, I mean, yeah, school board people, that's your guy. I mean, and he's just a rubber stamp for the same old thing. So if all of y'all on the school board, you want free boat stickers and you want free cabins for the weekend, that's your guy. If he's not giving you those, y'all are losing out. You're slacking. Or maybe you're already getting those, and maybe that's why he's still there. Um, right. So maybe right. that There's information is already gleaned. Walt Bigby, who has since resigned. Um, well, so uh, And there's Asshat himself, Gary Weish, appointed by the town of Benton. Yeah, who who was a part of uh, going to the town of Benton, which we have that video. I saw it. it it's in our promo. It's in our intro, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's in our intro, him talking about, uh, yeah, we didn't agree with Dodie Horton's bill to try to rein in the Cypress District, and so we spent your taxpayer dollars to go and fight against your state representative uh, bringing a bill to bring us in line. Um, <laughs> piss on you. All right. There's Alex Vazella herself, highly paid uh, attorney from the Ayers Law Firm. So we've pretty much gone through it. I mean, I can go, but there were actually quite a few people at that meeting. Let me back. Yeah, and don't, don't they, the, yeah. the, the high paid law firm, isn't it six figures a year? Is that uh, roughly? Oh, right? yeah. Uh, roughly, yeah. About a 200 to a quarter of a million a year. Yeah, so for all of you taxpayers out there, if you're wondering why the Cypress District is uh, important, because the majority of all of you are pissing away all your money on this. Right. It's your dollars. It's your money. You're wondering why your street can't get repaired. You're wondering why you you have these problems. Well, it's because these jack wagons, you know, the law firms are milking your dollars. 
and these jack wagons are enabling them to do it. Yeah. So vote, vote for Juliana Parks to rubber stamp continuing to do the same thing over again. You know, oh, yeah. just go right ahead. Rogers, get, get on board. Well, I don't know. Maybe Phillips wanting to change now, finally, that it come to his front doorstep. Yeah, maybe he's seen the light or the proverbial water under his dock that's 87 foot too long, according to the Cypress District. Yeah, look, if he wants to come on the show and he wants to debate Andy, I mean, I won't say a word. I won't criticize him. I, Rex, yeah, I know look, you will do the same. Neither one of same. us will criticize Phillips. We will moderate a fair debate on the issues and let those two individuals go at it and debate the issues. We'll yeah. let them. Sa same as we've done every other debate. So we will, um, we will reach out to Philip officially and he's of course can decline if he wants to, but we hope he comes on. Uh, look, I hope Robert Barry comes on. That would be interesting and fun. I, look, when Robert talked to me, he said, I support term limits. He said, I'm on board with it. And I think today you even told me that he shared out our request for volunteers yes, for the term limits coalition. And, yeah. you know, one of the things why that's important, Rex, is because, look, we've gotten a lot of people who have said that they would volunteer. I, I, while it seems like it's completely focused on Bossier City, I want to point out that our goal is also to seek term limits for the Bossier Parish Police Jury. Oh, yeah. And we have, we have not forgotten about the police jury. Not at all. And as soon as we're done with the Bossier City debacle, we intend to turn our focus completely to the Bossier Parish Police Jury and institute term limits there. So the more people that will volunteer and help us, the quicker we can get to, you know, the Bossier Parish Police Jury and get term limits instituted there. Well stated. All right, Mr. Lowry, we've got a couple other things in the notes, but to be honest, it's 9.15, and so I'm getting kind of hungry, and I'm going to go grab some dinner. Do you have anything else super important that you want to talk about tonight? I, I just want to put out a request. If there's any pictures or images of pigs on a school bus, I am dying to see them. And... You know, beware of the bears in plain dealing. Mark Smith finally chimes in and says, great show at the end. <laughs> but which Mark Smith which is it? Which Mark Smith is it? Yeah, <laughs> that that is the real question. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody watching. We still got over 100 folks watching at two hours and what about two hours and 14 minutes. Basically, that's awesome. We appreciate everybody that's watching um, thanks to uh, Renee Hall and the Transact Card and Julie Ferris and Pelican Training and Consulting. And, of course, thanks to you and your lovely bride over at Acadiana Mortgage, especially her for putting up with all this. Um, we appreciate everybody watching. Hey, uh, you know, same drill. If you uh, have some information you want to send anonymously, go make your free Proton Mail account. Don't put any identifying information in it. Send us an email to bozierwatch at protonmail.com. Go visit our website if you want to buy. Uh, we do still have coffee mugs for sale there. And I'm going to get some hats put up on there. So if y'all are interested in hats, I saw a bunch of you commented earlier. Um, reach out to us and let us know and we'll make sure and get some of those up there. They'll, I don't know, you know, 22, $25 depends on what they end up at, but they're nice. 
Richardson 112 hats uh, done by our good friend Destiny Collier up there in Benton. She's done a good job so far. All right. Sarsh, all, Techno Sarsh Technologies. Sarsh Technologies right there by the uh, little marriage chapel in Benton there in the little side building over there. She does some good stuff. All right. Anything else you can think of this evening? Say no to pigs on a bus. <laughs> yeah, say no to pigs on <laughs> and, a bus, especially if the kids and, are on the bus. And bears in plain dealing. I just can't take it. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, Margie Ann Johnson says she wants one. So, yeah, we'll get some of those ready and we'll, we'll let everybody know. All right. Um, I guess that's it for tonight. I'm off to go grab me some red or heat me up some red beans and rice. Good night. Thank you. See y'all later. See you, Mr. Lowry. Good night.